Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, several days ago we embarked on a study of five incarnation prophecies as found in the account of the birth of Christ in, in the Gospel according to Matthew. One prophecy in chapter 1, four prophecies in chapter 2. The one in chapter 1 is the prophecy of the miraculous nature of Christ's birth. It is a virgin birth. And it is the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And that prophecy was quoted to Joseph, the betrothed husband of Mary, by the angel to explain to him how it was that Mary came to be pregnant when she was still a virgin, something that had never happened in the history of the world before the days of Joseph, something that has never happened in the history of the world after the days of Joseph. And it was a wonderful revelation to Joseph. It lifted the burden off of him. It changed everything around from wondering how he could divorce Mary as quietly as possible to instead the wonderful privilege of taking her, of embracing her, of protecting her, of guarding and guiding her and participating in this miracle that God had performed in creating within her the body of the Messiah, which is indeed the eternal God clothed in human flesh. That's prophecy number one. Prophecy number two is found in chapter two and verse six, and it is the prophecy of the location of the birth of Jesus Christ, namely in Bethlehem. The wise men, the counselors, the astronomer, astrologers, the Magi, that's just, let's call them what they are called, came from the east inquiring about the place of the birth, where they could find this one whose star they had seen in the east, and they recognized it as the announcement of the birth of the king of the Jews, and they came to worship, and Herod wasn't overly joyed to hear this announcement. He was very troubled. And so he called together the religious leaders of Jerusalem, asked them where the Messiah was to be born, and they quoted Micah 5.2, Bethlehem is the place, thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler 
who will shepherd my people Israel. And so they pointed him to the right location. He pointed the Magi to the right location and told them to go find the child and come back and report to him because, as he said, he wanted to come and worship him too, which, of course, was not true, but that's what he said. And that brings us to prophecy number two, the location of Christ's birth in the little town of Bethlehem. But today we're going to take up the third one, the prophecy of the flight into Egypt in Matthew 2.15. But first I pause and welcome you to this Tuesday, December 27, Beacon Broadcast, thanking you for joining us, thanking you for helping us, at least some of you do. We couldn't do it without you. And appealing to all of you to consider a year-end gift for the Beacon Broadcast as we close out this year and make our decisions regarding the stations we will broadcast on in the new year. The flight into Egypt. That may not be one of the better-known prophecies, but here it is. Let's take a look at it. I really have to read an extensive section here to put it all in context, and so I begin in chapter 2, verse 1, and first repeat the section that has to do with the Magi coming and the prophecy of Bethlehem being the place of his birth, but it goes on from there. So bear with me. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. Apparently, I break into the reading here, apparently Herod believed that the star that the Magi reported to him was real and was actually the announcement of the birth of the Messiah, but of course he saw that as a threat to him. And so verse 8 tells us, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Ha, ha, hypocrite, liar. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, 
for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that, and here are the words of fulfilled prophecy, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Now, of the five prophecies, this is the most challenging, it's the most intriguing, it's the most perplexing in some ways. Herod was concerned about the report of the Magi, and he was going, of course, to use their help by lying to them about his desire to worship the child, come back to me and tell me where you have found him, that I may come and worship him. He was planning to use their their unwitting help to find the child that was born so that he might destroy him, so that he would be no threat to his throne. But the Magi had no, uh, no knowledge of that. They, at this point, had no reason to doubt Herod. And so they started out toward Bethlehem, and lo and behold, the star which had guided them to Jerusalem, and then apparently had disappeared, necessitating their inquiry about the location of the birth of the child. That star now reappeared to them and guided them right to Bethlehem, right to the very spot, the house, not the manger, the house where Joseph and Mary and Jesus, now some months old apparently, were residing. They had been in Bethlehem long enough that they were no longer in the manger, in the stable. They had found a place to live, presumably a rented house, and they were living there. And the Magi came in and fell down and worshipped him and presented him with gifts that are fit for a king, for royalty. And then they were warned by God to not go back to Herod, but to return by a different route, not back through Jerusalem. And so they did, as they were told. And then an angel came to Joseph and told him, it's time for you to get out of Bethlehem. It's time for you to get out of Judah. It's time for you to get down to Egypt about 70 miles from Bethlehem, which he did. The angel told him to do that and to stay there until he received word again. Now, by this time, Joseph was accustomed to getting divine revelation from an angel. It happened to him before in the virgin conception of Christ in the womb of his betrothed wife, Mary. And so, when an angel comes to him again, he's not particularly Surprised, he just takes the information, recognizes it as a message from God, and he does as he is told. And so they traveled the 70 miles from Jerusalem. Some have speculated that it was the gifts that the Magi brought, which were expensive gifts, that gave them the finances to make this journey. It does cost to travel, even in those days. You have to buy food along the way and lodging and so forth. And when they got to Egypt, they would have to secure lodging there. It isn't free, after all. And they were going to be there for some time. And so God provided everything, everything that was needed. 
and they went to Egypt exactly as told. But this puzzling thing is this prophecy, because it's very difficult to find any specific text in the Old Testament that spells out exactly what is told us here, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. When it comes to the virgin birth, the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, is very explicit and clear. When it comes to the location of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem of Judea, the prophecy of Micah is explicit and clear. But when it comes to this one, out of Egypt I have called my son to fulfill the prophecy that had been made in the Old Testament, that one's not quite so easy to nail down. And we have to look at a text in Hosea, and we have to look at a phrase in a verse in Second Samuel, and we have to even consider some things about the Exodus and put it all together to find a prophecy that approximates what is told us here about out of Egypt I have called my son. And we'll have to do that tomorrow because time has got us short. And so thank you for joining me on the Beacon Broadcast on this Tuesday. Thank you for considering the financial help which keeps us teaching God's Word on this station. Our mailing address is the Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201. Or you can go to our church website at beaconbaptist.com and find a little place, a little button you can push to donate and designate your gift to the Beacon Broadcast. Please consider that so that we can continue teaching God's Word on this and other stations. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you His eternal peace. Amen.